If you listen to the previous episode with Adam, then you will remember him saying, in order for you to be desirable to podcast advertisers, then you need to build a strong community. And it really got me thinking, because I know that as much as maybe there are people who listen to this podcast, I don't have much of a strong community. And that is something which is very important, not only for podcast advertising or for podcast monetization, but also for engagement with your content. I think building community is such an important or key element in content creation. But the only problem is that I'm clueless. I don't know what to do, where to start, or even how to build a strong online community. But I know somebody who does. Her name is Esprit Devora. I mean, she is so amazing. She knows her stuff and she's the perfect person to help us become less clueless on how we can build our online community. So, it's time to dial Esprit up and, uh, yeah, hear what she has to say to us. Clueless Entrepreneurs, welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawoshim Sana and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you, are you ready to be less clueless? Hello and thank you very much for listening and watching the Clueless Podcast Entrepreneur. My name is Ndowo Shem Sane. I am your host and today I am with Esprit. Esprit, say to the fans. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How are you, everybody? I'm really excited to be here. Thank you very much. Um, I think before we start, um, can you just please... Tell us one thing that you are clueless about, but you are a bit curious to to know or learn maybe now or in the future. I feel for the most part, what I'm really curious to learn about that I'm clueless about and so many of us are clueless about is how our brains work. And I just want to learn more and more about my brain chemistry and brain wiring and what makes us who we are and why we think the way we do and if food influences our brain, our brain wiring, if exercise influences our brain wiring, if social media influences our brain wiring and how if meditation heals our brain. Like I just, I want to learn about the brain. Wow. That, that's, that's so cool. Honestly. Um, I think it's something which is interesting how our brain works and yeah, I don't, I don't even want to try and learn about it because I think it will just confuse me, but that is so, so cool. Um, and thank you for sharing that with us. And perhaps I just want to ask you to just please tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. 
Sure. I think at the core, I'm an artist. I've, I've always called myself an artist of human connection. Um, I've always been interested in business, but I lead with my artistry first in business, which makes me a unique founder. So, I mean, even today, I got a message from this girl who attended one of my events um, in business years ago, and she said, I still remember that event like it was yesterday. I mean, people just don't talk about business mixers the way they talk about the experiences that I produce. And it's because I'm producing them with an artistic eye. I'm thinking about the the sight, the smell, the sound, the connection, the energy, how I want them to feel, what I want the conversation to be, what I want the intention to be. I think about every single sensory element so that it creates that outcome that years later, this is still a really important, impactful event in, in this person's mind and so many others who have ridden me over the years. So yeah, so a, an artist of human connection and a founder, because I didn't finish answering, and a founder and a podcaster. I do the Women in Tech podcast and the We Are LA Tech podcast, but my, the thing I am at the forefront, and a writer, but the thing I am at a forefront is an artist and all those other things is how I channel my art. Mm, wow, I really like that you said an artist in human connection, something I've never heard before. Um, and I guess, why is it so important to for us, you know, especially in business, to to have or create that connection with other people? Yeah, I think... Well, one, there's studies that we live longer the more connected we feel. Even if we're connected to, like, crummy people, we still live longer that we have connection versus not having any connection. So that's interesting. And um, I think that we're losing that or lost or it just, I, I guess it depends on geography, that sense of community. And it's community where love is fostered, where um, – where growth is fostered, where we feel safe, where we feel grounded, and not being able, at least in the States, or maybe I can only speak for Los Angeles, to knock on your neighbor's door for milk anymore, or, you know, the these things. Um, I have um, friends who are raising children alone, you know, they don't, they don't have a partner or a community in which to raise their children in. And so, I just think it's important that all of us together, not just me, but every human uh, does the best that we can to evolve ourselves so that we could get back to that sense of we are we are all just energy intermingling together. I'm definitely not that evolved yet, like I'm, but I'm working on it. It's my intention continu to continually push myself to grow. So when I have the um, negative thoughts, as we all do about, you know, the person at the gym and in, in your head, or I'll just say in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm making like I'm making some sassy comment in my head, you know, and I challenge myself and I ask myself, why, what, what am I afraid of? Like, what, what is this triggering for me? Um, that's creating this resentment or creating this need for me to be in dark energy versus light energy. And typically it's because I feel like uh, I'm not enough or I'm not where I want to be with my athletics or um, they have something that I don't. Like it's some really core it's a scarcity-based mindset. And so the more I push myself to challenge my own truths – um, when I see that darkness surface, that's how I believe that I can evolve to one day truly understand that we aren't 
just humans that we're literally just energy like you could feel it it's why we feel such strong emotion from a musician's music or a painting or or an author's work it's this i think the the people that we feel most connected to are the people who are delivering a very strong energy mm. well thank you very much for for sharing that with us um and i, I like that whole idea of you know community uh, we do have um an african you know philosophy i guess uh, called ubuntu which... ubuntu i wrote about it yes it's so going keep going keep going <laughs> so yeah I, I, since you know it, um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but... Please in do. Essence, <laughs> in essence, you know, uh, in our textbook it says it's the essence of being a human being, whereby um, we say, which means um, a person is a person because of other people. I am because you are, you know. And I think that is something which is so important, which we have lost to some extent, and it's something that we should try and regain, you know, that, that whole community. And I guess, you know, this is what we're talking about today, uh, but in the online perspective. And I think it's something that's thrown around a lot, you know, building an online community and things like that. But what does that actually mean? You know, what does that even look like in the context yeah. of actually online and the digital space? Yeah, I I am because you are. I love that. So before I go into like what that what that looks like in the digital space, one last thing I'll just share as an example of an energy exchange. I was driving in my car as we do, and the guy next to me, who I don't know, randomly just got very angry at me. I didn't do anything weird, rude, nothing, but in Los Angeles, um, uh, what's it called? Dry, driver's rage. Um, I can't think of the exact term, but you know, uh, is very common. And I was like, Esprit, don't react. It was hard because it was jolting, you know, like, why are you so angry at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just in the car next to you. Um, but I'm like, Esprit, don't react. He's obviously very sad and angry, like, like, angry but not just like expressing anger like he feels like a lot of dark like something bad must be happening for that to be the energy that he's expressing and so I'd like to evolve myself to become a more compassionate person so that road rage so then when someone has road rage or the cashier's in a bad mood or whatever I have that pause to have compassion for another being and understand that they're going on their own journey instead of internalizing it as like, why are you talking to me now? And, you know, being reactive, which is more in our mind and our ego rather than uh, um, an energy exchange. Um, that leading into, you know, cultivating a really strong, effective online community, I think it's important to truly see people. And not, I think a lot of online organizers go into it with, um, or aspiring online organizers go into it thinking, I want to be important, or I want thought leadership, or I want, I want, I want, I want. And then they're like, oh, I'll just sign up for this tech platform that does all these workflows, and I'll automate all these messages, and then I'll have these things, I want, I want, I want, I want. I want money, I want this, I want that. But the the word community is nothing about I want, like 
I isn't even a part of what's important in community. The word community is about um, unity. It's, it's about everyone coming together and forming unity and truly seeing the recipients of what you're creating and serving their needs on a very personal basis. And so I think a lot of people get caught up in workflows and automations and what's in it for them rather than how can I be of service um, which is, how do you say it again? Ubuntu? Am I saying it right? Saying it right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I think, um, I think it's, um, it's important that we prioritize the recipient and serving them first. And we, uh, do not prioritize our own needs as community organizers. I really love that because I think sometimes we get into, you know, podcasting or business with this whole idea of what I want, you know, what Uh, I need and things like that and we don't prioritize the people that we are trying to serve so thank you very much for sharing that and perhaps looking at you know this online community um, why is it important for us to to build a community you know especially as as podcasters why do we need a community behind us I think I mean podcasters founders or any category really I think when, especially since we live in such a disconnected time, social media is about con- or was was marketed to us as a place where we connect. But in so many ways, it's made us more detached. And so we're living a very isolated experience. And I I don't think that's what the in- human experience was intended to be if you go back in time we we prospered in community not on our own and so um i think it's important that no matter what category that we're focused on whether it be podcasters or any other category that we have a place of like-minded people where we could be vulnerable we could share our our experience and feel heard and see that we're not alone in in this journey that we're going through it's very depleting and um yeah it's just really depleting to go through it alone it's it's sad you know when really we're all experiencing the same stuff but social media portrays perfection and then we feel like ah we don't have we're not perfect so everybody else has it figured out but we don't have it figured out when actually no one has it figured out they're well, just like photoshopping that that's so true and i guess maybe the next question for me is you know what does an online community like look like in terms of um if i had to measure you know that or determine if i do actually have a, an online community how do i see that how am i able to see that now i have a community now i've built a community I think it's continuously asking for feedback, truly knowing what the goal of the community is. So if the goal of community, let's say for podcasters is to, and let's say you're serving other podcasters, well then what are the goals of each members? Do they want thought leadership? Do they want to grow their podcast audience? Do they want to make money from their podcast? Like what are each individual's um, needs? Or do you only serve people looking to grow their podcast to become a mega big podcast? And so the more you understand the needs of your recipients, then then you track those needs. So if if it is a singular goal of everybody in your group just wants to grow their listenership, then are you continually checking in? Is your listenership growing? If not, why not? 
Can you have office hours to serve those people? Can they have accountability buddies? Are they not publishing with cadence? Do they feel imposter syndrome? Do, sometimes it's really scary to go to, to contact a guest. So do they, do they not have guests? Like what is getting in the way of them growing their podcast and be supportive of them in that? So the most successful thing you could do is have a very specific metric that you could track as an organizer and then support each individual along in that journey. And what is something that prevents us, you know, or stands as an obstacle perhaps, you know, from us being able to build that community? I think it's, I think it's that it's hard work and technology markets itself as though, oh, I could just like buy the subscription or sign up for this thing and then I'll just instantly have a plug and play community when that's not how you build community, you build community by authentically caring. Um, now, I do think there are communities that exist that were built on hype that are built by, quote unquote, cool people or people who are perceived as cool. And then um, those communities kind of prey off of a person's, whether it's intentional or unintentional, my viewpoint is it kind of preys off of a person's insecurities. And so that person feels like they need to be part of the cool community so they don't miss out. So they, so they can access whatever the cool person has. Um, it doesn't really align with me, but it does work because, because that's, that's why social media works. Like we're all just feeling like we're not perfect enough. We don't have it all together. So we have to access the right person who we perceive to be perfect so that we can maybe access that too one day. It's aspirational. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's really important to understand what kind of leader you want to be and make an ethical decision um, to utilize power with, um, with respect. Mm. Wow, yo, that's so deep. And perhaps just to find out from you, now that I want to start building an online community, where do I start? You know, um, yeah, yeah. because it does seem like hard work. But where where do I start? What are those steps into building, you know, a community? Yeah, well, first I'd recommend creating um, your community culture. So literally writing out like who is this community for um, the Zappos core values is such a great example of uh, community culture. I can't, I don't have them all memorized right now, but like be creative, be good, you know, whatever the, the core values were. Um, one of my core values within my community is respect one another's time, you know? And so what is your community culture? Um, what are the dynamics of the community? Meaning, uh, is it in person? Is it digital? Is it, is it both digital and in person? How often do we communicate? So really understanding what the communities to, what the people can expect of your community and the framework. And then, um, and then simply just starting to put the message out there and starting with one person, two people, three people, and having a really core need that you're solving for others. So again, like, if it's podcasters and it's helping them grow their podcast numbers, are you solving that well for them and how are you doing it and are you tracking it? And so when you put on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or all these <laughs> LinkedIn, all these social networks, like um, I'm focused on a community for podcasters to, to grow and maybe you're focused on a community with podcasters who are absolutely new to get to their first 100 listeners. Maybe that's your community. 
community. Very specific. I'm only doing people new to podcasting to get to their first 100 listeners. If you'd like to be part of my community, message me here. And then and then you say and then you say hello, hi, welcome. And then maybe you have an application process. Maybe you just let them in. But remember that people respect what they pay for. And so um, it's important for people to make some type of investment uh, in order to value what they're partaking in. And then the other thing I also do um, when setting expectations is in my communities, I have a no flake policy. So like if you flake, you're out. Like you, So if I have a free thing and you don't respect the free thing and you flake – like that's depleting for me and you didn't value it. So what was the point of all of that energy exchange? So if you're going to sign up for my free thing, your payment is not to flake, you know, things like that. Well, I really love that. And I think we should, I don't know if you, you, you have a link to um, the core values that you mentioned. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. that. I think it would be nice to have an example of that to be able to see it for ourselves. Um, but sure thank thing. you very much for, for sharing that with us. And perhaps yeah. what are some of the mistakes that we might make that um, might also, you know, hamper the, the, the progress while you are building your community? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, yes, it does. I think putting our egos to the side True. First of all, as organizers, we need to understand why we're building a community, because if we don't understand our own why, we're just going to burn out. If 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 we're really looking to make money and we're not charging, and then a year later you're like, I haven't been paid. Well, it's because you didn't charge, <laughs> you know. Like, and so, like, it's important to know, like, our core. Are we doing this to make money? Are we doing this uh, to bring a bunch of people together? Are we doing this as a hobby? Are we doing it for thought leadership? Are we doing it um, to aggregate content? Like, why are we creating community? Are we doing it to make friends? Like, why is it that we're investing our um, very limited time into community building? And then um, – and then uh, you'll have a clearer picture and pathway in order to make your community successful. Mm. And perhaps, you know, looking at that as well, um, which I, I think it's really, really great, you know, all of the value that you've shared. Uh, thank you very much for that. And how sure. what, or what are the resources that we can use in order to build, that can help us build, uh, you know, our communities? Uh, platforms uh or, or resources I, I don't know what, yeah you'll just share that with me i mean this sounds this sound well first of all i feel like your intuition is your oracle and i know that sounds like a crazy resource but if you really tap into your intuition like our intuition is as a compass in life um and we're following our destiny if if we tap into our intuition so first tap into our intuition as a resource getting back into the kind of the the frequency of our energy tapping in to that um tesla said let's see said we are energy let's see energy frequency and vibration right the whole something i can't remember the exact quote but that's like a, a tesla thing and i really i really think i believe in that like that we set a frequency to attract certain people and things into our life and if our frequency is in a direction that we don't want to attract 
and then we get upset that we're attracting what we don't want, we have to ask ourselves and take full ownership. Well, where's our frequency? Like, what's our vibration? You know, what kind of energy are we putting out there? And do something about it. Like today, I I um had a relatively like frustrating day and then I made sure to like go do a breath work class and yoga and breathe and and I realized that the reason I had a frustrating day is because I was frustrated that I couldn't have control over some things and I'm like do we ever really have control and so because I felt like I couldn't have control I was coming from a scarcity based mindset that oh my gosh because I can't control I will fail like I immediately went because I can't control I will fail but then when I was in the breathwork class and I as I was doing that I asked myself is that actually true? Will I actually fail because I can't control this thing? Um, I can even tell you what the thing was. It's silly. But, um, and I was like, no, actually, like I won't fail if that thing doesn't work out because all I need to do is attract what I want into my life and do the work and, and rebuild the community. Essentially what happened is a platform that I had one of my email lists on um, accidentally deleted my account. And all my email subscribers were deleted. So I'm like back and forth with them, like pretty angry and like frustrated. They got deleted because the company was acquired. And so in the acquisition, something changed. Yeah. So, um, so here I am, like literally there's nothing I can, like I can reach out to them. I could follow up, but it is not. Other than me taking action, like I have control over my actions, but I can't control what will happen as the outcome, you know? Hopefully they'll get me my data. Maybe they won't. I hope that they will. But I was just like losing my mind. (laughs) I was like so angry, you know? But in that state of me being so angry, here I am vibrating this angry, dark energy. So am I really going to attract an a listenership and community and new customers and abundance if I'm vibrating darkness scarcity and fear and right so it's like in in when I took that moment to pause I took accountability of who I am and what I stand for and what I do and don't have control over and I kind of started the process I don't know if I'm there yet because I got here and now I'm talking to you but I started the process of um, of reclaiming my power, reclaiming my light, you know, because light attracts light. And so the more light I want to bring into my life, the more light I need to, to be with my vibration, energy, and frequency. I sound like such an LA woo-woo person, but I swear, I, I, I swear it's coming from a very practical, scientific, like grounded place. <laughs> You've done very, very well, you know, uh, when it comes to reclaiming your power because you are exhibiting some really great energy in this interview. Aww, I couldn't even tell that you. you had a frustrating day. So <laughs> I can definitely, you know, say that you've reclaimed your power. Aww, and thank you. This, this interview has really been great, you know. Um, surprisingly, it has been really philosophical in a way and really mind-boggling. And it's something that, you know, I think everyone who's listening would appreciate because I, I do think that it's things that we don't really think about but when we actually you know take time to reflect upon them then that's where we 
actually understand that wow this is actually very you know deeper than what we might have initially thought um so thank you very much for that you know i think you've shared so yeah. many value bombs in this conversation and perhaps <laughs> maybe let me just ask you know what is your call to action where do we go after listening to this podcast where would you like to point us to I, a couple things. One, I just want everybody to support you, which I know they will, but I just want them to continue to support you and your dreams. So that's the thing that's most important to me. If anybody has questions for me, I'm at Esprit Devora on all social. It's E-S-P-R-E-E-D-E-V, like Victor, O-R-A. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, espritathey.com. So just pretty much if you feel like you just want to say hi or you're scared of something, you could just reach me. But really, I want everybody to continue to support you. And everything you have behind you, do they know what that you have behind you? It's so inspiring. I see Possible and Muhammad Ali. And it's just so cool. Wait, what is that? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. You just, like, you are creating your frequency. Like, you have it right behind you. Thank you very much. I mean, thank you for noticing um, and for shouting that out. Um, I really appreciate it. And for all the nice words that you've said, um, I really do hope that people will support me. But most importantly, that they will reach out to you because um, I think that you have so much to share. And it's so crazy how like you are so reachable, uh, even though like you are a really big deal in my eyes you know so <laughs> it's it, so funny it, it's really really crazy <laughs> thank honestly. you and i really appreciate the time that you've uh spent with me here uh even though this is the final episode of the podcast so it's really crazy and i just hope that um you continue doing great things and you continue you know shining your oh thank you it's been an honor thank you it's truly been an honor. I can't tell you how thankful I am. I know you just said that, and I know you're about to close, but I know you just said, like, I'm a big deal. I feel like it's such a big deal and such an honor to be a part of your art right now and, and part of your journey. So I don't see myself as a big deal. I see myself as very lucky to get to be a part of your world for a moment in time. Wow. Um, this just made this, um, I don't know, so Way, way more sentimental than I thought it would be uh, but I think it's very fitting for the last episode I'd like to thank each and every one of you who has been listening to the show from episode 1 up until this point uh, even if you caught it from the last episode up until this point um, it really has been such a wonderful experience meeting these wonderful people and talking with them and learning from them. And I hope you continue to learn and become less clueless in your podcast entrepreneurship journey. And perhaps, you know, I always do this and you'd be, you'll be the last person uh, to, to do yes. this. So can you please close off the show for us? Um, you are a podcaster, so I trust you to close off the show for yes. us. Yes. How, wait, how should I close it off? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my God. Wow. All the pressure. Well, um, well, as I said, your intuition is your Oracle and, um, believe in yourself because the more you believe in yourself, the more you will empower others to believe in you too. Oh, that's so deep. Thank you very much, Esprit. And to everyone who's listening, goodbye. And yeah. See you next Bye. time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much to Esprit for coming on the show. I really appreciate it um, and will really value and cherish this conversation for for the rest of my life. Um, I just must say that I have been so amazed at the caliber of guests that I've managed to get on the show because I'm not a big podcaster. This podcast is not big at all, but everyone was willing to come on the show and share their valuable insights and take the time, you know, off from their busy schedules just to speak to me, somebody who is essentially a nobody. I just want to say that I appreciate all of that. Um, And I respect each and every one of you who has come on the show. And I just wish you all the best in your endeavors, with your podcasts, your podcast businesses, whatever it is that you do. I really have learned so much. Although I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I would say that I am less clueless because of all of you. And I promise that everything that I've learned here in this podcast, I will take and apply to what I'm doing right now. Um, and I'm so excited about it and what the future has in store for me. And to all of you who have listened to the show religiously or who have listened here and there, or even if you are a first-time listener, I really just want to say thank you um, for taking the time to listen to these episodes. I hope that you found them valuable and I hope that um, you will you know, continue on your quest of learning and being less clueless. I do trust and believe that you will be able to build your podcast business uh, into what you want it to be. And so um, thank you very much to you all. I appreciate you and I really wish you all the best. And hopefully, maybe one day, who knows, I might be back. But for now, I will just like to say goodbye and remember to okay to be clueless so long as you're willing to learn you won't be clueless for long mm-hmm.